and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is the Murdy Number 2 Redesign. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use our subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website. Or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. Alright, so today we're talking about the Murdy Number no. 2 redesign. For those of you who haven't got a chance to go check it out, we did launch our Murdy Number no. 2. Um, for those of you who thought to yourself, wow, that sounds familiar. I feel like I've done this before. We did launch an earlier version of the Murdy Number no. 2 that was a limited launch, uh, which was designed around our four-post version, which we'd kind of talked um, about a while back. We'd, we'd talked about all of the the kind of the different things we had hoped to achieve, and we'd done the live story on Instagram, and then we decided to launch a version of the Murdy number two. And there was only so many of those available, and we had actually specifically done that to kind of test the market, see what people wanted, what people were looking for, get some feedback. And a lot of that feedback was really interesting. We had a couple of things um, that I thought were very apparent. One of the things that was a big concern was people said that they weren't able to open them all the way up uh, and, and they were losing a lot of the page in the binding, which was a concern I actually had had before we launched it. Um, and I mentioned that on our Instagram story talking about it. And another concern that people had was it didn't lay flat. So it was not as conducive for left-handed people like the Murdy number one was. So we, um, I went back to the drawing board. And I think, you know, I was when I was talking about the panel and I was at the panel, we, we had a lot of great questions. And one of the things I think that came up was kind of what is the tactical process? Like, what are the steps you actually truly take to accomplish something? And I think that's super helpful for people who are working on A, launching anything at all on any product, or B, people who are just understanding the process a little more, get a little insight. So here's kind of how I start. My process begins with me thinking through kind of the function and the use. One of the things we've always striven for in our in our designs and in our just our community and our goal is to have a product that'll really last and really be durable. And so you kind of have to think through what that means. One is obviously the materials and making it out of leather has been a great start. Uh, but also we want to design something that is not going to have stitching because stitching is the first thing that always wears out on any of these products. And so we try to avoid that. Another aspect of uh, longevity and durability is um, having a product that can use readily available refills in the marketplace. We don't want to have something that we're the only provider of the refills. It's a, it's a business model that's been around for a while. Gillette kind of started it with the razor company where they would have what's called the razor and blade model where they, they give you away the, the first razor for free or basically really cheap. And then the, the razor cartridges are what are expensive. That's really where they make their money. It's also known as the printer and ink model. It's pretty common. It's been around for a while. You go buy an HP printer, and the printer itself only costs you $60, $70, and then you go to buy the cartridges, and the cartridges are you know, $20, $30, $40 a piece. So it's a, a common model, but we wanted to avoid that, right? We didn't want people to have to only come to us for refills for a couple of reasons. One, it's a pain in the butt to have to carry refills. That's a huge expense for us. And also, it felt a little kind of, not dirty, that's the wrong word, but it felt unfair for those who want to personalize theirs, we've always felt that it's important for our community to be able to design their own and, and personalize it and customize it and, you know, really make it their own thing because journaling is such a personal and, and, and really a, an intimate task that we wanted you guys to, to really have the ability to feel like you were working in your own work. So for us, that was part of the design. 
eventually I kind of settled on the idea that we would use black, the black, little black book. You know, you can buy Moleskin, Piccadilly. Uh, there's just a bazillion out there. And a lot of companies make them uh, in varying quantities and varying qualities and all sorts of other things along those natures. And But we, we knew that that was a pretty common design. And, and the advantage of that design as well is because of the way it's bound, we were able to use a steel bar slid into the back of the spine that would be bolted into the leather, right? So now we've got a, a design where you can remove the leather, you can remove the book, but unlike a lot of other similar designs, the book itself is really sturdily built into it so that it doesn't slide around. There's a lot of designs out there where you um, you can see that the, the book is stitched in and a lot of times to save time and money, they don't stitch the flap that holds the book in, they don't stitch that very far. In my experience, that often leads to the book falling out or sliding around, and I hate that because that means it's just, it doesn't feel very sturdy. So I wanted that to be something that was part of the design, where the bar would keep it really firmly held and, and really, um, truly in place. And that was part of the, kind of the foundation of the design. So now we knew that we were going to use, we wanted the design to last for a while. And so I, I sat down and I said, okay, look, it's good to have a design with a steel bar, right? We can use something that's that's durable, that's sturdy, that'll be... Really universal. Uh, I like the idea of the little black book. And a lot of you had actually mentioned when we when I'd kind of put the, posted the pictures on Instagram uh, when I was doing the Murdy Number no. Five, which is the steel cable stitch version that started the company, that they were you were interested in it, but it was too expensive. And I, I mean, I hear that. That's a reasonable concern. And you know, the reason why it was so expensive is in most part because it takes so long to do each and every one of those little hand stitched steel cable, um, you know, stitching. So we. I wanted to avoid that, and by avoiding that, we were able to provide a much better price. It's I think the, the starting price is going to be $79 in our pre-sales. And so with the design the way it was, right, so we knew we had the steel bar, we had the things. One of the things I wanted to integrate is the the pen holder, right? It's, it's such a unique thing for us. It's a great little branding piece, but most importantly for me, it's very functional. Like I said, I've been journaling for a long time, and there's pros and cons to each different type, right? A lot of journals use wraps, little strings or things, ties that hold the journal closed. And I don't feel like those really either, either A, they don't hold the book closed very well, or B, they hold the book closed so well you can't get it open, or C, when you open it, they kind of flap around, right? They get in the way, they're, they just splay all over. And, and the other aspect of wraps and clasps, I should say, both those two things, is that they don't fit well on bookshelves, right? If you put a whole bunch of them lined up together on a bookshelf, they won't look pretty, they won't stay nice, and so we've avoided using clasps and straps for that reason. And I think the hinge design of our of our books looks professional, it's very simplistic, it's very easy to, to use, it's very quick, which was a big issue, and it holds the pen in place. I was always looking for a pen, and uh, many of you know that I'm a big fan of the Parker Jotters, so that was the, the core of the design was the Parker Jotter for the hinge. But it's a little bit bigger for, than that, so you might be able to fit a little bit larger pen as well if you want one of the more standard pens. But the, the focus of the design, so that presented a challenge though, right? So I want to have the hinge pen holder, but I don't want to do stitching because that's very time-consuming and breaks. And that's when I decided to sit down and start working on the flap tab, right? It's a, it's a piece of leather that sticks out from the other breast of the design. And what it does is it wraps around, it goes through the cover, and then there's tab locks that go through the other side of that. So all in all, the um, it creates a tube that is locked in using the, the, the leather tabs 
So it's super durable, super sturdy, but without any stitching. And that saves both in time and money and all of the other aspects of that while still looking nice and professional. So once we had the design and I had the idea for the tabs, I sat down and I worked with uh, several different versions of our leather and I just started cutting. I just started cutting up designs and working through kind of the process of the measuring. And I had probably 14, 15 prototypes of the different types of loops and a couple of different models of them. And, and eventually I got to the final iteration, uh, which I'm very proud of and works very well. Uh, but that final iteration was that, that last piece. Once I had the design in real life figured out, I had to create a digital version of it for our die cutting process. So I went on our program, Affinity Designer, which you can use Photoshop, any of those other ones. They're all the same. Created a vector art file of the, the kind of the outline, right? What would be the, the cuts if we were to cut it? And then I went to a local cutting machine um, that it's a tool company that does that has a, a machine that can cut some of the leather. And so they were able to run a prototype for me. And that's the photo that you see a lot of is, is actually the prototype that I had cut. And now the, the die is being made at our partner, at our leather supply partner. And they're working on getting the kind of the first round of inventory built and created so that we'd be able to, to get them all shipped out in time for us to fulfill orders by December. The goal is to have them out in the first week of December so that they get to you guys with plenty of time for Christmas presents. And I'm very excited about this new design. It's also personalizable and I have big plans for new designs um, that would be laser engraved on the cover, maybe a Da Vinci adaptation or something along those lines, some fun adaptation in the future. But uh, it's, it's something I'm really proud of to be able to create something that you can refill and make your own and change the, the little black book and have something that's a little more designed for bullet journaling that lays flat. All of those things were very valuable and important to us. So that's really how the process got started and how the design came to be. And that's kind of a little insight into how our design process works. I've got a new product that is right on the chopping block that's about ready to get launched for pre-sale as well that I'm very excited about that a lot of people have asked for as well. And I might go into more detail with that tomorrow, uh, depending on if the launch goes well tonight. Anyway, thanks so much for listening in. Uh, please check back in tomorrow for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to be available whenever possible, but uh, I appreciate your patience. If you think I deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us community, our community grow. And uh, word of mouth. Word of mouth is really the best uh, best advertising in the world. So if you have a Murdy number one and you like it and someone asks about it, please tell them where you got it. Uh, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community and I want to give you guys what you're looking for. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts available. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.